0: Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so very much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence and I hope you're having a great weekend wherever you are. Um, Today's episode is going to be on the um, Gujarat riots of 2002 in Godra. Um, There is... um, a BBC documentary, a two-part documentary um, on this uh, just come out and it's brought up the ire of the government because it challenges this Indian Supreme Court, it challenges the Narendra Modi government. Uh, and the BBC, we know a bunch of socialists and Marxists who, uh, who is um, in an alliance with the Abrahamic Kabbal, Um Because of this, their goal is to... Um, bring down anyone who's not pro-Abrahamic or not pro, uh, their mentality of, um, of secular, where you subjugate all the pagans and pagan, uh, heathens and, uh, and um the Kuffar and the infidels, because BBC is still uh, an organization that uses different labels, socialism, socialism, equality, but uh, throws all its atrocity literature uh, on everyone else, and especially pagans, and Hindus are considered pagans by Christians, and Kuffar and infidel by uh, a bunch of um, the Islamic uh, people of the planet. Um so this is a documentary that has been blocked by uh the government the indian government and good for him i i am actually happy that someone had the balls to stand up and do this to this uh bb whatever you want me to whatever you want to call it um, i can't stand them um and um anyway my 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 goal here is to talk about the godra riots um Look, I've been wanting to do this for a very long time, but it it it's so much literature on it, um, uh, and it's a one sided twenty year old scam run by the socialists and, uh, uh, the Marxist. But um, you know. It's better late than never. never, so I thought we would this would be a good opportunity to talk about it now um there are many books on it uh you can go through it, you can go to literature online, but there are many many books on it and one of uh the books uh we'll talk about is uh Gujarat writes The True Story by M I think by M Dish Pandey it's on Amazon um you want you can buy it it's fantastic it talks about all the sides it doesn't give you one angle it doesn't give you a bjp angle non bjp angle congress angle it gives you literally all the versions and it's good to understand the history that precedes it uh and all of the above um and so it, it's a good reader for anyone who wants to buy it um, we're gonna just. It might take two, three. Uh, this might take two, three uh, episodes. But uh, we're gonna just talk about the mentality of the of the time where this happens. Okay, um, in Gujarat, or should I say, in India, we had a BJP government for the first time, uh, a literal, a full fledged BJP government uh, in power in in uh, from 1998 uh, led by the watch by government uh, also called the NDA National Democratic Alliance so these people um so the 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 Indian National Congress, the socialist, fake, secular people um, who call them themselves secular, meaning that they are not attached to any their separation of, of religion and state, which is an absolute lie because they are absolutely, fully, absolutely attached to the Christian uh, establishment and the Islamic establishment in, in the country. Both those two have uh, a lot of money and who rule this land for... for thirteen hundred years, plus or minus, uh, they allied with them and they've in the name of minority they're supporting minority rights. Uh, but you're not. It's just a lie an alliance with a secular label as a scam, which means you're not allowed. There's no there's no um uh there's no conjunction with um, should there should be no conjunction with with the religion and, and politics and the state but there is under the congress government and as their alliance is coming down the new generation has now walking on the streets more mature, more confident with the ability to ask the questions with the internet out with the congress not controlling the media and the academia uh, anymore all of a sudden we have not all of a sudden but slowly by slowly we have uh, risen up our, our sensitivity, our knowledge caution, intellectual caution, confidence quotient as written up and we have stopped putting our votes in this appeasement uh, slave plantation of the socialists where they suffocated us and destroyed the country for the 50 years preceding 1998. Um, basically... Um, the tide was changing, and people were not only not not uh, believing them anymore; they were not voting Congress. They were voting anyone else but the Congress, and so the Congress lost power. But they are a party that is supremacist. They cannot introspect. They are perfectly right. From the time that Jinnah left the party in nineteen in the nineteen twenties to um to to. Right now, 2023, they have never introspected. They do not like to introspect. They believe that they are perfect. Their vocabulary that they use is perfect. That camouflages everything on the inside. And they think that we're going to believe it. So the time was changing in the center. Gujarat, who had a, a, a Congress government for a very long time, until the 90s, um, and they lost power uh, in, the 19, in 1996, if, it, if I was not mistaken, sorry, they lost power in 1995 uh, to the BJP. We had a little president's rule, uh, no no state government, provincial state, uh, in 1996. And then again, the Rashtra Janta Party came back and the BJP came back in 2001. So you could see that the, the Congress has lost complete power since 1995. They're, now, their stark enemies are the BJP and the RSS, absolute opposite of who they are, because... They are a device. The Congress, in my opinion, is a divisive um, um, political party. Although they call themselves a unified front, we are about unification, they are all about complete and utter control of the narrative. They leave no room open for questioning. They are absolutely supremacists and they compartmentalize you. They all have identity blocks and they compartmentalize you. The moment they compartmentalize you, they sell you a story individually and make you believe that they are working for you against the other and working for this one against the other and only you are going to heaven and then but they're telling the same story to the other side and every compartment gets another story and they have sep they have device they have separated and and the indian subcontinent into these parts these identity parts um, using identity, culture, um, hatred for the British, they indoctrinate you with hate, hate, hate for the British, um, and they sell you a story sell one story to every compartment, they sell different stories different stories to different compartments, and you each one thinks that, oh my God, the other side is bad, but they lock you in this cabal and and, and surround you with echoes of your own voice and and basically that 's um, What they get, they they shut uh, you in intellectual silos and then they dig trenches around your positions to make you believe that you really need them, depend on them, and then they break it up. And then they say, oh no, Bharat Jodo, Bharat Jodo, which means we are there to join India in reality. They are the divide and rule of the country. Um, And they knew very well that they're losing battleground. Um, and which we have seen in the years following the nineteen, uh, following uh, the nineteen ninety eight uh, elections. Now, in Gujarat, we came with uh, in two thousand and one. There was a BJP who came again, and the BJP. Um, pretty much has resurrected the state from a garbage dump to uh, a very powerful economic uh, superpower in in India. It is one of the richest states in India. um, And Narendra Modi is the head of this. So they, they had every intention of bringing him down. Every intention of bringing him down. So they knew the tide was changing. They knew Narendra Modi was campaigning even before he became Chief Minister, uh, to to rise up against the Congress mentality, the socialist mentality, the fake secular mentality, the mental and emotional handcuffs. The the derogation of, of the Vedic civilization. He, they, would, he, they were doing everything to destroy us mentally, emotionally, ideologically, and um, transfer power to the Abrahamic um, colonial hangover of the empires that ruled us for, for um, 1,300 years before that. And they knew they had to do something. So when we look at that scenario... Guess who was the one who started the riot, with the closed eye of of their um, political? um What can I say? A, a, a political. I wrote down the word somewhere, but I can't. I don't know where it is. A political patronage of the Indian National Congress. Okay, so. Obviously, the Indian National Congress is not going to say that we support the, um, the Muslims in Gujarat, uh, which they have banked upon and done absolutely nothing for. Um, they have provided political patronage just like the Mughals provided political patronage. And in my opinion, they absolutely sponsor this. Uh, and there's a reason why, because they need the World Bank. So... Uh, in the last couple of years before the Gujarat riots in two thousand and two, there was a um, there was a mushrooming of madrasas, the Dioban madrasas. The Dioban are Sunni uh, sect um, of the Hanafi law, and they were lock, stock, and barrel. They they were raising raising madrasas in Gujarat, and they they were producing a fanatical sect. There's the Taglibi uh, Jamiat, if I am not mistaken, that's what it's called. Um, I can never pronounce this. Tagli. Um, I can never pronounce it. I can never pronounce. I am sorry. I think you know what I am saying. That's another fanatical sect of of uh, of the of the Sunni group. And they were mushrooming madrasas in the um, in Gujarat in the Islam, in the Muslim areas, and they were fanning these, the this war and this ideology of um, of kufr kufr kufr. They were fanning this ideology lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, and for them, it's religion. So everyone, oh, but it's religion and that's what we do. That's what Allah wants. And so what do you think is going to happen? So no one says anything because under the garb of religion, you can do anything you want. Um, and this is um, this is what was happening. The people were angry and the uh, the, the Muslims on the ground who were kept in poverty. Uh, by the mullahs because you have some Muslims who are rich, you have the Bori Muslims, the Shia Muslims who always have money, but the Sunni Muslims are always m- majoritively poor because they the mullahs need total control over their sex. The moment you have control, then you can control people to do what you want and rise up to power, cause turbulence. But you don't have control, you've got a problem. Um, so they need they need control, and that's why they keep their. Um, their uh, their people, their fodder under under lock and key, and ideologically, economically poor. So once they're poor, you can feed them with an extreme, fanatical interpretation of whatever you want to feed them. And here we go, uh, these madrasas, the Dioban madrasas, were doing their job on the ground. Uh, now, one important thing to understand is these madras, these people. Um, Violence in this area was not only in um, violence in this area was not only in um, in um, in two thousand two. Okay, uh, in nineteen fifty one. In 1964, uh, sorry, uh, in 1969, uh, 1985, 1980, 82, 1990, 1992, all these were uh, riots uh, in Gujarat, in Godra, and the areas around um, Ahmedabad and, and similar areas where there's a heightened Islamic Muslim population. So they were riots here. Yeah? They were under Congress rule. They were not on the on the Gujarat BJP rule. So why are we blaming the, the BJP? Uh, in 1941, there were riots in this area, and a lot of people started um, taking up for the All India Muslim League led by Jinnah uh, in 1940. In 19, uh, 1947, when the con- subcontinent was partitioned. A lot of Muslims from this area go, to, um, move to Pakistan. Um, and the problem was that mo- a lot of families in these areas who have, uh, have um, family and have connections to the across the border in Pakistan. Uh, what do you think has happened? Uh, Pakistan is a very heightened fanatical extremist Islamic country. It's not an ordinary country, uh, say, like, uh, um, e- even the, I don't know which Islamic country is not fanatical. They all have their issues and problems, but uh, funding of, uh, heightened funding of terrorism and mujahideen activity is, is what goes on in Pakistan, and that's why they're coming down. Um, so this state uh, was was incredibly uh has got many Indians from this area, many Muslims from the Godra area, from the er- adjoining areas, Ahmedabad, uh, a lot of Muslims from India went there. And so because of their contacts, they can uh, indoctrinate, with the indoctrination of Islam in, in, into the minds of now Pakistani Muslims, they can transfer that indoctrination, that fanaticism, uh, that cross-border terrorism, into godra which is exactly what has happened all across uh, the board since 1941 so 1941 onwards uh, the, the the movement starts to 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 side with jinnah and from that Jinha, from there onwards the partition and the constant streaming of information of 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 of, of um, clerics of mullahs of of madrasas of cross border uh, activity of cross uh, cross border f- uh, brainwashing has kept this area in a heightened state of trauma. And we know Pakistan is all about violence. Their goal in life of Pakistan is to resurrect the Mughal Empire. And guess which state was under the Mughal Empire for 340 years? The state that is now called Gujarat. Um and surrounding areas. So the Mughals ruled this. Pakistan thinks it belongs to them, and they want exact and total control of this land. So um, it is. It is important to understand that the, the Muslims on the ground, or should I say, those who are attached to these, uh, Dioband. Um, Dearborn Islamic centers, the madrasas, the mosques, the masjids, the masjids are all highly brainwashed for fanatical Islam and their attachment to people across the border, maybe not all, but some, uh, has led to um, this problem of them constantly being on a on a train wreck to uh war to civil unrest to riots to massacres to genocides that that has plagued them since 1300 years on the Indian subcontinent, it has not stopped. It's just taking different labels. The labels has changed, but the mentality is not, because it's not the labels that define the mentality, it's the mentality that defines the label. Uh, and so this mentality of jihad is, is constant in their head, they've been used as as, as pawns by the Pakistanis on the other side they 've been using these pawns are now needed as vote banks by the Indian National Congress. The Indian National Congress is not going to say anything, but on the contrary is going to close an eye because they need these people to retake the state of Gujarat, which they 've never been able to take because the good people of Gujarat know what the Congress has done, and they need to project a uh, uh, an appeasement uh, of victimhood at the center uh, and across the country as someone who protects minorities and micro minorities minorities, uh, because they lost power at the center and the only way to do it is to stoke violence. So you stoke violence, cause a commotion, cause the riots and then blame it on the BJP government. And say, "CC, we told you this is about breaking India. But they won't say who stoked the riots. They won't say who's patronizing this Islamic jihad uh, with political uh, patronage. Um, and so absolutely these people uh, kept their eyes closed and knew what was going on. And these, this, uh, the commission report says very clearly of these riots um, that they were highly planned. They were completely and fully highly planned uh, riots uh, that took place in Godra. Um, and of all, not only did it highly plan, but the numbers given by the media absolutely wrong for what happened. Uh, I'm just going to go to it based, I'm just going to go through it. Basically, uh, very quickly, and I will go, we'll go into detail tomorrow. So, basically, uh, the riots happened on the 20, 27th of Feb 2002. Uh, a train which was supposed to come land at, at the Godra uh, train station from, uh, from um, Ayodhya um it la- was supposed to land around 2:45 p.m. it was late and so it came in at 7:45 the problem started uh where the train stopped uh, was stopped a little before the tracks uh, the train was stopped uh the doors were shut um mob a gang of muslim mob uh about from 500 to 2000 people we don't know the exact numbers uh, have been uh, went to the the compartments S six, uh, closed it, put fire on 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 the train, and absolutely burnt it down. Where fifty nine uh, women and children were absolutely charred to death. Um, it was absolutely disgraceful. But this was uh, as reported by the SIT that means uh, Supreme Court investigation. Um, it was pre planned by an Islamic mob. And the only reason is that they are being fanatically fanned to kill all the kufar in this country and resurrect the Islamic empire, which is exactly what the PFI wanted. The PFI wanted um, to raise the Islamic empire by 1947, and this is what they want uh, to do. They'll create create the commotion, light the smoke, light the fire, uh, make sure that this tinder is lit up in flames and then they will just bring it down and blame all the Hindus again with similarly what they've been doing for thirteen hundred years and the whole world will then come and say, Oh look these poor little Muslims they're being they're being uh beaten upon by the, the, the by the Muslims, by the Hindus, the big bad kufa, the idolaters, the Muscarine and this is exactly what happened. So um it was uh started by an Islamic mob. Um once uh this happened curfew was called immediately um and even when it was called immediately um there was no violence there was no violence around uh there were special units of the uh special units of the milit of uh, the 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 p- local police the the different factions of the police were called uh and within the next day, there were, uh, the army was called. There was an army base. There was uh, army units in Gujarat because Gujarat is a border state. So army units were called immediately. Now, Narendra Modi went, went on board, went, uh, went on, on record saying he asked the neighboring Indian states for help to send police. That means the neighboring Indian states of Maharashtra, the neighboring Indian states of uh, Rajasthan. He asked the states to for help with the police force. But these states were ruled by uh, these states were ruled by um, by the Congress. Why didn't they send um, why didn't they send their police force? Uh That's because they refused. They refused because the Congress did not want this to end. The Congress wanted this to continue. So if the police force was not sent and the state erupted in violence, they could easily blame the violence on guess who? Narendra Modi. And if they blamed Narendra Modi, then the National Democratic government in the center, at the center, who's led by uh, Vajpayee, uh, Sri Vajpayee, uh, Atal Bihari Vajpayee, uh, if he came, if he... His government came down because his government at that time was a coalition government with different parties on the left uh, joining the NDA. If these parties did left, then the government would fall down. So the goal of the Indian National Congress was to bring down the National Democratic Alliance at the centre in 2002. They knew that. They knew they were losing votes. They knew they were not going anywhere. They knew they were stunted in growth. Uh, They knew they had no ideological uh, capability their lies of secularism was an absolute lie they had they had they had patronized religions when they said they were secular they were not secular at all they divided the country on 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 minority majority and guess what they still lost power so all you have to do is scream victimhood because victimhood sells um And that's what they did. They also knew that there were elections coming up in 2002, in November, December, in Gujarat. So because of the elections in Gujarat, they had to have another way in. The only way was violence because that's what the Congress does. That's how it split the Indian subcontinent into three parts uh, and and blamed everything on the British, which is still what they're doing till today. They're blaming the Hindus. Back then, they blamed the British because the British were wrong. Now the Hindus are wrong. I mean, everyone is wrong. But what is the common denominator in this? The common denominator is the Indian National Congress who does does not know how to introspect. So my dear friends, that is exactly what um, the basis of the riots were. Now, this is just the gist of the situation. Um, and what we're going to do is going to, going to go into details tomorrow uh, about this. And we're going to talk about the, the um, this event, uh, how it's not an isolated event absolutely not isolated. And it's important to understand it, important to talk about it. Don't have any fear. You don't have to be apologetic. You have to be neutral in this. It's very important to be neutral, very important to understand the currents that form the waves, and very important to understand that the media, like I said, um, even after the riots, a train was burned down with 59 uh, Hindus being burned, there were no riots. But the the media stalked the flames by saying constantly, constantly that... Um, that the Hindus, the car savers, the people who were who were in the train, they were the ones who were responsible for their own deaths. They provoked this. They caused the problems. Uh, they were blaming dead people for the deaths. Of um, of of what the mob did—the 500 to 2,000 uh, Islamic fanatics who 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 were the mob, uh—who burned that train—they were saying that it's not their fault; it's the fault of the dead people, and this exactly stoked the flames of that that fire, and they were blaming, blaming systematically, blaming the Hindus, the people who died, uh, and. This brought out memories of the 1947 riots and the genocide that happened where trains going from India to Pakistan were burned, received with dead bodies and trains going from uh, Pakistan to India were burned. Uh, That caused uh, a massive amount of genocide. This brought about emotions and pictures of that genocide and it it stoked the media. Systematically stoke the flames of fire, of anger and and volcanic anger that it burst out into eruption. It burst out into into the streets where we had riots um, on the streets of Gujarat, uh, G- Godra. Uh, very very important to say that uh, if the media had calmed down if the media had given a balanced um given a balanced uh, statement if the media were not on the side of the indian national congress who was only stalking the flames of discontent then systematically and then there would have not been any riots but there were riots because the media systematically stoked these flames ar- arose the r- ro r- sorry, took out the anger from the people and the people not only uh not only uh you know vented out their anger in all the wrong passion manner which is not right no no amount of anger and no amount of uh killings is going to change anything or it's going to make anything better violence does not start on the street but starts in your home but this is a systematic theme of the Indian National Congress since 19 for, since 1919. Should I say with the Khilafat Movement? I'm not sure what date the Khilafat Movement was. They have used um, uh, Islamic mullahs, the establishment, to stoke flames and pretend that they're the nice ones, uh, pretend that they're sane people, pretend that they're secular, uh, pretend that there's no separation of... Uh, Pretend that there's a separation between state and religion, but then they convert the, the vocabulary into minority and majorities, and then they're there for the minorities who are actually religious, and so they accord them political patronage uh, to the discontent and to the discontent of the masses who have to bear the brunt of this again after generations of occupation by foreign invaders, now uh, a socialist, fake secular government is trying to tell them that they're not good enough, they're children of a lesser God. Um, So all of this put together, uh, you're stoking the flames, blaming the Karseviks, blaming the people who are dead, and you're telling me that it's not going to rise the passions of anger, which came about, you know, we had had a, a riot, but we'll talk about the numbers of these riots. Uh, given by the congress who 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 had a commission on this, and these were the same people who said the numbers did not even pass thousand one hundred, I think, but the amount of noise that they 've made on this uh, and the lies that have continued for this um, for this nonsense for the scam of the Indian national Congress, and now they 're going Bahara jodo Bahara jodo. Um, the amount, of, the amount of lies that are being told uh, is, is, is exactly what the BBC is doing right now. They are stoking the fames of anger. They are stoking the fames of, of uh, volcanic anger. They want the tinderbox that is the Indian subcontinent to erupt. Then they can blame the Hindus. They can say fanaticism Hindus. They can blame the pagans. They've been doing this for 2,000 years. That's Christianity for you in a nutshell. Uh, You know, pagans, heathens, pagans, heathens. Today they're going fascist, fanatics, fascist, Hindu this, Hindu that. This is pagan, that is. It just continues. The labels have changed, but the mentality is not. It's not the label that defines the mentality. It's the mentality that defines the label. It's your currents that form the waves. And these people are stalking the flames again, just as the media, international and local, stalked the flames of violence in in 2002. We got those riots. And now they're using the riots to continue playing a political part instead of calming it down and using... and, and and giving the whole situation as it was before independence, after independence and the whole chain of of events that happened, no they have to stop fires, but because they have decided that Madhavinder Modi is the problem. The problem was even after the riots which ended in three days, which normally never happened in Gujarat, it took two weeks, two months, three months, three days the riots were stopped in Gujarat, Um, the bulk of it. No one blamed the Narendra Modi government, but they decided, uh, and and the news even said, well, three days is not a long time for riots in Gujarat, looking at the history. But then afterwards, uh, they decided they needed a scapegoat because if not, they were not going to bring down the government in, in the center at the federal level. They knew that this was their goal to bring down the government and this was not helping their patronage in to get votes in, in the December elections in Gujarat. So they had to find a scapegoat. So what happened? They blamed Narendra Modi. And Narendra Modi took the bait and and has been the scapegoat of this movement, of the socialist Marxist movement, uh, an alliance with the Abrahamic agendas. Uh, colonial hangover for exactly the same thing, uh, uh, what the BBC is doing today. So they've made him the big, bad, divisive people, but the three fingers are pointing back at them, because when you point fingers at others, you don't define who they are. When you point fingers at others, you show me a mirror image of who you are. And I was part of that Congress gave them my vote so I know exactly what, we, what this mentality was behind the scenes, what the Congress was telling us. Uh, even I thought that the Congress was right. And I've slowly done my homework and changed over the years and understood the brigade of, of uh, negative narratives that have been spewed on everyone. And the common denominator in all of that is the same Congress government that I voted twice for. They're absolutely disgusting in my in my book. And uh they have blamed systematically Narendra Modi for this and he has nothing to do except stop this violence. Uh and Gujarat is a better state because of him and India is going to be a better country because of him. Um So exactly um, that is where we stop today. We will continue to do this tomorrow. We will talk about specifics, but we've done enough for today. So I hope you had a great day and a great weekend. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask me on my Facebook page. Thank you so much. You have yourself a great day and a great weekend.